0: The true measure of the quality of a great university is indeed the quality of its faculty. And what this individual and his team have brought to this project from the very, very beginning has been a commitment to quality. And that's what I think has kept all the partners together, and that's what has made the difference. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Professor Richard Lieberman. The GI Bill is featured in one of the months of our calendar. And I thought it would be appropriate today, Veterans Day, to start with a few words about the GI Bill. It paid for tuition and living expenses for millions of World War II veterans to go to college. And it was the beginning of our belief that we all should get a college diploma. Listen to this. As a result of the GI Bill in 1948, half of all the students in college in 1948 were veterans. That's unbelievable, half. The GI Bill created the American dream, and that was that we all deserve to go to college and that the federal government should finance that dream. Come on! (laughs) Unfortunately, it was only a partial success. Many African-American veterans could not attend college. They had attended the separate but equal high schools and were not sufficiently qualified to go to college. Adding to that problem, the southern states created few opportunities for African Americans. And so the veterans were segregated into the historically black colleges and universities, And the demand for seats on these campuses was so excessive that the historically black college university turned away half of all the applicants after the war. War veterans applying for college were said, we have no room for you. And they were qualified. Latino soldiers also expected to use the GI Bill to attend college, but found the doors closed. To fight the discrimination, Latino veterans organized the American GI Forum, which exists today, to gain rights they'd fought for in the War for Freedom. Their motto was, and still is, education is our freedom, and freedom should be everybody's business. And they were turned away. <laughs> women were also discouraged from going to college. There were 350,000 women after World War II who were veterans, 350,000. Three percent, 10,000, attended college on the GI Bill out of 350,000. Why? Family, friends, popular culture told women that now that the war was over, it was time to stop being Rosie the Riveter and start your role in Father Knows Best. And it worked. The GI Bill raised aspirations. But it would take federal law, federal troops, the threat to withhold federal funds, and students, like me, demonstrating to realize the goal. We also, at the same time, had to expand funding from GIs to everyone. And a Democratic senator from Rhode Island, Claiborne Pell, gave us the answer. And everybody's saying, Pell Grants, Pell Grants, of course. Ah, the aha moment. Listen, Madison Square Garden used to be at Madison Square. No one knows this. <laughs> in 1972, Pell sponsored the reauthorization of the Higher Education Act. It changed everything. In 1972, it changed everything. Grants, loans, work study programs dramatically increased the federal role in higher education. For the first time, Grant money went directly to the students and not to the colleges. It created student power. That's what Pell did. That's what the grants did. But for the past 30 years, and as the Chancellor has mentioned, that commitment, ushered in by the GI Bill, has been slipping away. Pell grants once paid for most of the tuition and most of the costs of going to college, many of you know this, they barely cover a third of the costs. There was a shift. Starting around 1979, 1980, I'm not going to mention names, (laughs) you know the names, there was a shift from grants to loans. And everybody who knows this and has lived through it has seen it, right? And what did it do? The result was, instead of getting the grants, our students are in debt. It has moved our students from full-time to part-time status, it's it's a dramatic increase in part-time status. I don't know about you out there but most of our students are working either part-time or full-time and their mothers and they're full-time at home and we wonder why they can't stay in school we are asked why is the graduation rate low they are overburdened and overtaxed they're in debt they're part-time and they have they have jobs We get it <laughs> It's no secret here. Listen, with 17% of our workforce looking for for jobs and it's edging up from that, we need to support public colleges and universities now more than ever, you just heard that, it's true. The most important investment that we can make for all of our futures is to offer a college education to everyone and we have to make sure that our students graduate. It's not enough just to have access. We have to be committed to graduation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Richard Lieberman.